give us a little 3, 2, 1. 3, 2, 1. No, come on. Fucking count it down nice. <sighs> count down. They say if you hold your breath for 10. <laughs> can we do 10? <laughs> Dave, count down first. Let's start. 3, 2, one. It's the end of the world as we know I it. Feel fine. <laughs> Happy quarantine, everybody. Happy quarantine. 2020. Yeah, what a time Jeez. to be alive. I'm a little bit embarrassed. About what? I don't know. <laughs> Just your general life or what? Just humanity. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't control it. I don't know if this is I'm real not or not. But I was talking to someone today. Wait, I'm going to retract that first. I'm proud. We'll go into that later. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was talking to someone today. Again, I don't know if this is real or not, but they were saying that they <clears throat> they heard that we're going to start getting more crazy <clears throat> viruses because there's all of these like frozen ancient viruses in the polar caps that are melting. <laughs> and I don't know if that's real or not, but that's fucking terrifying. Oh my gosh. I think like everyone has something to say about where this is going to go. Yeah. So... Who really knows, to be honest? How are you feeling with everything? Like, anxiety-wise or, like, financially? Mm, I think I'm not really stressing too much about it. That's great. I'm not sitting pretty, but... I'm well, not, you're always I'm, sitting pretty, Dave. I'm, <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm just, like, kind of a bummer that, like, borders are closed and... Yeah. Family's not in the country, but it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that... Was supposed to be a crying sound? It sounded more like a, you know, like a dirty sound. Well, you can take it however you want. <laughs> My family's not in the country. Ha! <laughs> Dude, shit's fucking wild. Um, so <clears throat> to catch everyone up on what's going on in, I guess, my world, uh, I work in service, as I think everyone knows at this point. And the cafe I work at is still open, and I'm working a few days a week. Um, waiting on employment insurance to kind of subsidize income. Let's talk about how what 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 did what is the difference right now between like working at the cafe to what it was. Oh, it's like, we. What are you guys doing too? Oh yeah, 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 we're doing like some more groceries and stuff like that. I mean, um, what are you doing to like combat? Uh, like social. washing our hands a lot. Right. Um, no sit in. Like it's everything's together. Right, that's can't kind stay. Of what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of it. Is just like trying to be clean and yeah. not letting people I mean, what stay. What can you do, right? That's the thing. And luckily, like we're we kind of fall under shit a, right now. Yeah, right. So They're much crashing, borderline bleeding. It's gross. It's gross, Dave. They are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Okay, I I'm gonna complain about one thing. I love your uh, mic technique. Right? Oh, I know this is really fun. I <laughs> he's got his toes. I'm holding the, the mic stand with my toes. Also, and that's gross, man. It's, yeah, you what you gonna touch do? That. Well. So this is my complaining for the day. Mm -hmm. I am all for social distancing. I think it's important. I think we should do it. Okay. But let me get my butt out. Okay. I feel like this is the new virtue signaling thing right now where people are using like Instagram stories to be like, look how good I'm quarantining. And that fucking annoys the shit out of me. I mean, what's it? Maybe day four, day three right now. Who knows where this is going to be by like the time this, this releases this yeah. is out on Monday. Yeah. But still I'm fucking furious with just like the look at me being a good citizen shit. I think it's yeah. so annoying. Uh, 
That kind of does show that you're an asshole. You don't care about anybody else. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is quarantine and shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, no one would be doing it if people weren't talking about it and I setting guess. examples and stuff. Yeah. Like When your friends start taking it seriously, your attitude changes towards it. That's fair. Like you a week ago is very different to you now. Oh, based on our, yeah. And that was just if from we like listen so- that, if, social interactions of people that are actually like speaking up. and like, Yeah. I guess if we track back to recording it. Nick's episode yeah. a week and a half ago. Went to the bar before shooting, and yeah. was here. Um, recording the intro a like few days this later. A, a <laughs> and then today. These, the time frame here, I feel like I've been changing perspective every few days. And I hope everyone has. I hope so. I think so. I, I think it's an interesting state right now where we don't, we have no trust for media. At least I don't. I think general public don't really trust the media's perspective on things. Mm-hmm. So when you first start hearing things like this crazy new virus, I feel like my first assumption it's and like, a lot of okay. people's is like, all right, settle the fuck down. Yeah, of course. And then obviously the more like stats that come out, it becomes more real. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think like the whole quarantine shaming has gone to like at the beginning yeah. it was crazy cause it was like everyone's jumping on a bag bandwagon of like making memes of people or whatever they do to yeah, yeah, shame yeah. somebody. But now at least in Canada, everyone's caught on and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh no, like actually don't do that. And it's not a, like a game. Anyone's playing anymore. Yeah. It's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our guest today. Yeah. Yeah is someone that I am crazy about. And we don't think he has corona. <laughs> Pretty sure not. But also, we recorded this episode a few weeks ago, and we've just been kind of sitting on it for a bit, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. It's with um, our friend, Matt Mazer. Yo. Matt is an entrepreneur. One of um, the best-looking guys in town. Incredibly sure. handsome. Mm. Uh, and an actor. And we talk a little bit about his business. We talk about acting. We talk a lot about spirituality. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I love this guy. I love talking to him. Uh, I've known him probably less than a year now. Um, like a lot of our guests, this is. I mean, I've said this many times in the podcast, but this is really how I change acquaintances into friends. Uh-huh. It's just people I want to talk to more. Yeah, I like um, that a lot. Matt, yeah, just a every time guy. I've hung out with him, there's kind of been like one. He's a, he's good at making me think. I don't know about you but it just his whole life is so crazy oh yeah he's just he, like oh we call i over always walk away and just like oh so like i i gotta work more yeah but not not in a way that makes you feel bad no, about yourself no it's so fucking encouraging yeah and you're just like oh i he look how effective he is as a person i should try that yeah yeah it was almost like um yeah <laughs> i blanked on what <laughs> i was gonna say there <laughs> Uh yeah, just a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the actual episode. Um yeah, um, we're let's teach how everyone had to wash their hands. Yeah, let's do. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you hate it. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> um, so as the this is kind of the end of our banked episodes, um, pre Corona, pre COVID nineteen. So going forward, as long as this lasts, we're kind of we're figuring out what it's going to look like. We're going to keep bringing you content every week. Somehow. Somehow. And we'll kind of stay posted on Instagram. Our Instagram is ga.podcast. We always will land here. Yep. Um, but there might be some stuff on other platforms first. Yeah. Before it ends up here. So so just stay tuned. Um, give us, us a follow Instagram. there. Um, and as always, uh, it's really helpful if you could subscribe to the podcast. 
uh, leave a review, leave a star rating. Uh, it just really helps us out long term, and, and it takes like 20 seconds. Everyone's bored these days, so tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah, maybe share your favorite things to do, and including listen to Fa- this podcast. FaceTime them and just make <laughs> them listen to the whole episode. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to add, Davey? No. Well, um, one thing I would add is that um, announced here first is Dave's going to be releasing some music during... Um, yeah, <laughs> during uh, you're funny. I'm just really trying to push Dave to release some stuff because his music's. Good. I could just like throw that, throw that track out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess without we'll any see. further ado, um, I hope you enjoy this this podcast with Matt Mazer. He's a lovely guy, and uh, it was a great talk. Get into it. All right. I really don't mind. No, we don't matter. Wasting my time. Listening to Josh talking bullshit and stuff. Oh my. Feel free to On the channel. We're trying something out there. Not even what it is. Okay, we're holding. We're just holding and seeing seeing how that plays. Are we just getting into it? Oh, dude, yeah, we're just rolling. I mean, unless you need something, bathroom or we got a. Uh, I might bathroom halfway between. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. Like, we got a uh, some nudes if you want a soda. I might need a soda. Yeah. Halfway after my my coffee. Well, that's uh, that's half of Dave's job is just being the the drink caddy. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, Dave, the producer. Yeah. I want Dave to have headphones so he can hear what, we, what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Well, we we did levels for a while. Did you? Yeah. We're just setting stuff. Cool. Yeah. I love it. How's the, the movie going so far? Movie's going great so far. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a challenging. Uh, it was a challenging first day of the movie. How honest are, are we recording right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, as open as you're willing to be. That's, as open as we're willing to be. Yeah. Um, there was a. It, it was challenging first day. You know, you go into the first day and you and you go like, I'm gonna be, I'm I'm gonna kick this movie's ass. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna be so confident. I'm have, I'm gonna have great scenes. I go in, I'm talking to the director the first day, and and I hear a voice from my past sitting in the corner. Somebody that I had a falling out with years ago that I hadn't seen in like... Are we talking like a romantic falling out? No, like a friend falling out. It was was like one of those big falling outs that that, uh, keeps you in therapy for your confidence years later. Oh, yep. And and the first day was like, oh, I'm going to die. But we've uh, since recovered. Oh, great. I um, love that. And uh, yeah, the last four days have been great. There's some like really fun people working on the project that I didn't know before, and I, I feel like I've made some really good friends. And and yeah, yeah. you're you're one of the guys. Like you're you work on homeworks quite a bit. I mean, since I've been back, yeah. yeah. So th- it's funny because this director, uh, his name is Ron Oliver, and I'm sure he'll love this story because <laughs> uh, I had an audition with him four years four or five years ago when he was doing a movie and he really fought for me to be in that movie okay but in that audition room he told me that i will never ever book a hallmark and i was like oh that's a weird thing to say to a dude he's like take it as a compliment like you 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 have great comedic chops you might not ever book a hallmark just because it's of like the, your comedic chops and they don't necessarily go in that route. Fair. But he got me in this one and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that's that. That's great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool. So yeah. You were, so you said since you've been back, you've yeah. been back for a while, right? Uh, I moved back to Vancouver last January. So okay. I've been back. A bit over a year. A bit, yeah. Where were you? I was in Kelowna. 
I was right. uh, back and forth between Cologne and Vancouver. Oh, this is like business stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So let's get into that right off the bat. Okay, let's do it. Uh, you are one of the people who's like a working actor, and you could. I feel like you could just do that, and that's that could be your gig. And then you yeah. also run a fucking company. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about the company. What's what is it? What do you want? Uh, well, right now, uh, my brother and I have a company called Freshfield Naturals. Right. Fresh field naturals it's a, a vegan supplement company this this episode is brought to you by fresh, uh, fresh this, field naturals this off- <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> sponsored by fresh field naturals can we take a break and go to our yeah we got a 30 second spot it would be great cool, cool, cool. yeah yeah we're not paying for that um <laughs> no budget it's still a small company no um of- <laughs> yeah are you tired of feeling like feeling like crap all the time Dave, can you cut this out uh because <laughs> <laughs> listen we got we got some cool <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have a vegan supplement company that sells across North America. Yeah. We are one of the uh, top vegan omega-3s on Amazon and in America. Oh, shit. That's our biggest product right now, but we have other stuff like magnesiums, ashwagandhas, and we're just about to launch our sports line with like vegan proteins and pre-workouts. And It's basically all the stuff that I take and my brother takes that we don't want to pay a lot for. Right. So we... So this is something that, like, is this just like a like an opportunity that you guys took, or was it something that was like a driving passion for you that you decided to make? It stemmed off of the business we had before, right. the business I moved to Kelowna for. So uh, two thousand something, I don't know, two thousand sixteen, fifteen, six, fifteen or sixteen, seventeen maybe, somewhere along there. Um, acting i was caught in those those in between years right i wasn't quite 18 and i wasn't quite 24 looking yep i mean you're still not quite 24 i, right? I know i still look like i'm <laughs> still look like i'm maybe could be 17 18 um but uh yeah so i, I was in 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 between years and um needed something to pay bills so my brother and i um along with my family we bought a farm in armstrong armstrong bc just outside of Kelowna. Uh, and we started an organic grain and hay farm. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. It just feels like a wild choice. Was was your family into farming? Yes. So I grew, Okay, there I, we go. Yes, yes. So it stems from my family. I grew up on a farm right. in Manitoba, grain farming my whole life. And um, something that my brother and I always wanted to do when we were growing up was create an added, create an added value product right. to, to the farm. But it's something we just never did. So we said, well here's an opportunity let's buy a farm and and let's do that so we started organic grain farming which led into us um hand building a cold pressing facility an oil cold pressing facility so we bought some presses from germany and we found a building and we set up an automated cold pressing facility that we set up uh 24 hour surveillance on that we could watch from our phones and uh we just have to be on duty to go to go take care of those and we started a brand called Mazer farms organic non-gmo canola oil wow yeah, so we were one of the biggest uh, organic canola oil processors in Canada, for sure. Western Canada, we were the largest. Are we talking like in grocery stores? Yes, yeah, so we, we managed to get that in grocery stores across Canada. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, so we, we did that within a year and a half. Completely burnt out. Um, I because bet. At, at that time, I was also still driving back for auditions. Holy hell. So I, I would, uh, I'd be in Kelowna, I would get an audition the day before at like, you know how when you get auditions you get them like sometimes at like five in the afternoon and i was like well i'll go back in tomorrow morning so i would leave Kelowna at like four or five in the morning get here for an audition be completely bagged screw up the whole audition yeah and then rip back to Kelowna. 
how is that for your relationship with your brother? Like you just taking uh, off whenever you need to. Yeah, it, tough. I mean, I'm so lucky. I have a great, yeah. I have a great family. Like my, they're they're all so supportive. Uh, my parents, my brother, my sister, everybody's so supportive of what I do and what I'm trying to do. Um, especially my dad of of late, which is really cool. Okay, recently for me the same. Really, like my dad's really stepped up his support game and is just like such a cheerleader. It's in like it's the kind last of awesome, year eh? and a half. Yeah, yeah. I think at first my parents were like, "What are you doing? Like, what the heck are you doing?" And then I worked with like this. Uh, oh no! When my mom really started supporting me too recently because I booked my first Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, and that's her shit. Yeah, and she bought me a bottle of champagne. First time she was super excited <laughs> about me booking something. She was like, "Here's some champagne. Let's celebrate." And I was like, "All right, yeah, love cool. that." Um, my dad too, though. He's the one that encouraged me to move back. After, wow. After uh, all the business stuff, actually. Did you guys sell the business or? We sold the farm and the business back in December 2018. Okay. Because we were we were growing Freshfield. Right. And uh, we got an investor in Kelowna that really believed in just anything we wanted to do. He was like, I will help support you guys. Like, let's figure this out. That's huge. Um, he became a good friend of ours uh, because we ended up, we, we bought a motorcycle from him years before that and then got to know him well. And then he was like, I want to give you guys some money to start up something. So. Fantastic. So we did. Um, yeah, but dad became a good, uh, a big supporter recently. Okay. Because um, he was a semi-pro hockey player and had an opportunity to go p- play pro hockey overseas after kind of busting both his knees out here. Wow. And didn't go and always kind of regretted it. Like regretted like, I wish I would have gone. Not pursuing so the like, dream, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of like, it's like that whole uh, gym crochet song you know like i got a name you know yeah following the dream that my daddy never did so so yeah uh he's been a big support you have a face of someone who is close with their family has it always been that way <laughs> yes absolutely man. <laughs> not your face i assume your yeah. face has always been that way yeah my face just looks you just like you look like a guy face. yeah you look like a guy that has a good family like that's just you just come off that way for better or worse i have a good family okay sometimes it's too like too good okay like it's too close you know, mm. and you're you're kind of like stop, mom. Like mom, stop calling me. <laughs> like I'm just gonna hang up because uh, you need to stop calling. But they all have good hearts, and I know where they're coming from. So it's it's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. How do you break up your days now? Like, is it is it full time with the company? And yeah, until I have an audition, it's full time with the company, and then uh, I'll go audition or work, and then I'll come back and work for the company. Like after we're done this podcast today, because I was on set yesterday, I will go back and I have to set up a bunch of ads tonight, and I will do that. Is it just the two of you guys? Do you have? It's just the two of us, and we outsource the rest of it. Um, like a lot of our ad spend and, and stuff, stuff yeah. that we don't know how to do well. We're we're kind of a jack of all. Okay, master of absolutely nothing. <laughs> I will say that I am the like complete. I am the complete, um, like definition of mediocrity. Just kidding. I'm not. No, no, I don't. I, 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 yeah. You said that, and I wanted to rag into it because I don't believe you. No, I'm. I'm. I'm for sure jack of all, but master of none. Okay. And I try to master some, but um, I. I, I love to be the jack of all. Oh, I'm such a big believer in that. Like mm-hmm. you can find people to make things happen if you have the ideas. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So. so let's yeah. Ba- let's back up. Okay. What was uh, so you grew up in Manitoba? Grew up in Manitoba. Yeah, on uh, a farm. Grew up on a farm, raised a, 
great conservative evangelical boy. Oh, there we uh, go. Manitoba. Yeah, I know. I knew we wanted to get into that. <laughs> I knew we wanted to get into religion because we talked about. Do you, religion do you know where we are right yeah, now? Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I've listened to some you guys talk about religion already on this with yeah. the, with the other Josh and other Ooh, people. Yep. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up a, a strong evangelical conservative Christian, and and uh, I was gonna change the world, gonna be yeah. a history maker. You know? Oh, Delirious. history! Come on. I want to be a history maker in this land. <laughs> um, yeah, so grew up there. Uh, as soon as I graduated, moved out, moved out west, studied theater, kept on moving west from Calgary out to Vancouver. When did let's back up even more? Like when did when did theater become a thing? Uh, theater was the means to film. Oh, interesting. I think when I was, it all kind of started when I was like I was around fifteen ish. Yeah. I've always loved film. I've loved watching film. It intrigues me. My grandpa was an, an amazing storyteller. Okay. Amazing storyteller. Um, so I started loving film because of that. And uh, yeah, I, I, want, I knew I wanted to do something in the film industry. I thought maybe it was producing it first. So when I was 15, we were down in LA. Uh, I snuck onto the Fox lots and tried to get a meeting with um, Ralph Winter, <laughs> who wasn't in at the time. Um, but they gave me his email address, so I emailed him. And then when I was 18, I went back down there and definitely went and just sat down and, and had, a, had a good meeting with him. Wow. Yeah, I just... They just gave some kid his email address. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, his secretary did. Because we, oh, okay. we were going up to the Fox lots. They go, sorry, do you, have, do you have a meeting with Ralph? How do you know Ralph? And I was like, well, not really, kind of. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you just go in, use the phone, call his assistant. So we right. went in, used the phone, called his assistant got the email address, sent him a nice long email, and he messaged back. And he said, next time you're down in L.A., uh, give me a call. Great. Came down to L.A. next time, gave him a call. And he was like the epitome of a Hollywood producer at that time. Like he, he, Well, he did the original X-Men's, right? He produced yeah. the original X-Men's. And so I remember going down there. I'm 18 years old. I'm like this super zealous kid. Yeah. Super zealous from like straight from the farm down to LA, know nothing about acting, didn't grow up with it, know no producers, no actors, <laughs> nothing. Sitting in his office, hanging out. Dude pulls up in a Porsche like Carrera, shirt open, hair oh, flowing exactly back, what you sunglasses think it's gonna be. on, walk in. Door to his office is like the the uh, vault for like film stuff. Oh, fuck. And he's got like the original Wolverine claws and all kinds of stuff all over. And it was like, yeah, this is cool. This is what I want to do. Is it? Were you just like a big like? Why is he the guy? Your idea of who a producer is that you want to meet? Because he was a Christian producer. Oh, he was. There I think we, we saw him in like Relevant magazine <laughs> or something, and he was like this. Christ, it was like Christian producer, and I was like, I got to meet Ralph Winter. Yeah, you know, he's gonna help me out. He's gonna help me. He's do gonna this. help help me keep my eye yeah. on, on the prize and yeah. on entertainment. Yeah, and his advice was like, go back and study. It's <laughs> like. That did not go like I thought it was going to go. <laughs> Are you going into this meeting thinking like, he's going to, like, this is my big chance. He's going to, like, put me in, like, Wolverine. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Oh, I love that. I'm like, man, that. like, this is, uh, this is, like, divine intervention. I'm 18. I'm like, <laughs> this is divine, man. Ralph is going to put me in everything. Oh. It's going to be amazing. He's like, go back and study and do something. Yeah, I was like, I was like, but you do, like, take interns? He was like. Yeah, ones that have studied. Oh no! I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. I'm gonna go back and study. So you went, you studied. <laughs> I went back and studied theater, and then I studied marketing after that because after I studied theater, it being my introduction to acting. Yeah. 
um, studying theater that intensely, acting terrified me. It was so hard. I was like, this, this is how much dedication it is. So I went and studied marketing, which was maybe divine intervention that I went and studied marketing too, because while I was studying marketing, I was like, I miss theater. I like, I'm craving that. Oh wow. So I just picked up, moved to Vancouver without knowing anybody or knowing anything, but I had marketing behind me. And what what are we talking about? Like 2010? This was 2010. Okay. So 2020, 2020, 2010, right before the Olympics, I uh, picked up, moved from Calgary to Vancouver. Yeah. uh, Had acting and marketing behind me, got here. Um, and probably by divine intervention was living in the, in a, the same apartment as somebody that was the director of business at Steamworks ah. Brew Pub. Um, she heard that I studied some marketing and then got me on the marketing team. So I never had to serve at all. I just jumped on the marketing team and she was like a big sister to me in the city kind of thing because she took care of me. I got to work my own hours as long as I got a certain amount of things done. And, uh, and um, I had time to audition. I had wow. time to, to do all that. But I got to also be part of opening all the rogue restaurants in the city. And then I got to be part of opening a brewery, like when we launched Steamworks Brewery. So I got to be part of designing and opening and, and doing all that. And that really helped me be in business now because I learned so much from her. Right. So I was learning. I was so fortunate to like learn two things at once all the time. I was also acting and going down that path. And then I was learning business at the same time. And now they just seem to crisscross each other all the time. And it was just, I've been very fortunate, very fortunate. How was moving to a new city at like 20 or how early you were at the time? I was 19. Yeah. 20, 20. Yeah. 20 ish. Um, I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. Yeah. Take a sip. Uh, it was crazy. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. Um, like when I moved here, I was lucky enough to kind of start school here. Yeah. Lived on dorms. Right. And then like kind of started building a life slowly. Friendships. But the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea of just like moving somewhere, not in the context of school. Yeah. And just like starting again is so intimidating to me. Um, I'm going to use the, the term divine intervention again. And, and it's funny. It's a running theme. Because yeah, yeah because I'm like... We, you, you, you both know, like Dave and Josh, you both yeah. know where I'm at my, in my faith. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But now I'm looking back and we're, we're talking about this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I moved here. Um, first thing I did was I, I met some friends that were going to introduce me to other friends. And the other friends happened to bring one of their new friends along ah. as well. And he happened to be a guy from my past that I grew up with that I've known since I was like zero years old which just helped me plug in. And he's been my best friend in the city ever since. And um, another big thing, like another divine thing is, I was like, wow, I'm new city. Got to check out a new church. It's a good way to meet people. Such a good way to meet people. I think that's the reason half people go to church. Yeah. So first week, went to church, met a guy that was an actor. I was like, hey, do you have an agent yet? I was like, no. Took me to his agency, which was Kirk Talent at the time. Uh. Met with one of the agents, auditioned, signed within three like three days so like within a week and a half of being here i was signed with one of the bigger agencies in the city huge started auditioning right out of the gate and i was like all right this is easy all right cool <laughs> this is great this is gonna be this is gonna be an oh easy it's gonna be a trajectory straight, it's, man it's divine intervention straight, to the, straight to the top i'm coming for you ralph <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah it has not been like that no um cut to 10 years later but yeah what what spurred you to move back was it just like a quiet period 
Pardon me. Like, why did you move to Kelowna? Uh, it was a quiet period. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was the in between years. So okay. it was like the stuff started slowing down a bit. Um, when stuff started picking up, I left the Steamworks job and I left my marketing job there. Right. And then stuff started slowing down. And I was like, I need money. Yep. I don't want to serve. What do I do? Seems like a good time to go build a business because my brother just moved back there and I was like, all right, let's go build a business. And uh, we did that. And now, pardon me, we have a um, we have a business that that uh, sustains me while I'm acting. So that's that feels like the dream situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another another big thing that was kind of a push into that was the fear that if I'm just like, and I'm not saying just serving, but if I'm serving or working or doing something like that, and then I'm trying to act as well, what happens when the acting just dies? Like it can, it yeah. can happen. Like you can be on top of the world, you're 15 minutes of fame and then it can die. And I'm, and then I'm like, I have no tangible skills outside of that to, to, to grab onto. So what if it, it was like the fear became real. So I was like, I need something else. Yeah. Um, I want to have a family someday. I wanna, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, but it's, I think it's a real fear for artists and everybody's always like, uh, when, well, you got to commit and you got to give everything you have to that art. And I still think I am giving everything yeah. I have to that art, but I'm also giving everything I have to a business. I think you can, I think you can push in both ways mm-hmm. to kind of like mitigate risk. That's, that's a big thing that me and my brother always try to do in business is like, how can we mitigate the risk? And I'm, I'm mitigating, mitigating the risk of what if the next job doesn't come for a few years? It doesn't mean I still can't be a successful actor and, and practice my art. Yeah. It just means that I have something to keep me going while I'm trying to perfect an art. I love that. Yeah. Even even the more successful quote unquote actors are working maybe five six months a year. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Great. And Nick, look look at Nick Offerman, man. He's got a great wood shop. Yeah. I love that wood shop. Fucking. Have beautiful. you bought anything? No, I've not. I want to. You should. Have you? Do you have no? Oh. <laughs> no. Enticing me to buy stuff. Yeah. We're actually supported by. Uh... So now uh, for our next sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Offerman Carpentry. Exactly. Um. Yeah, man. So what's your life looking like these days? You're kind of splitting time between pursuing acting. You're on a movie right now. I'm on a Hallmark movie right now. Yeah. Um, that's that's basically what it looks like. Is, is I'm 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 uh, shooting movies. I'm working. I'm trying to respark adventure in my life. What does that mean? Respark adventure in my life. Uh, we talked about this before. I think like we probably kind of met. Yeah. And and uh, you know everything everything in my life seems like it's going great. Yeah. Um, but there's still like a lack of passion for, for everything. Yeah. And I think that's maybe getting into your thirties. Like I've, I've read, I have some friends that like have sent me articles being like, you're in your thirties now. Dave's in the corner. He's like, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> um, yeah. Like getting into your thirties, you're like, oh man, what is that thing that makes me happy? What is that thing that makes me passionate again? And, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what re-sparks that. So I'm, I'm working on a project, like I'm working on developing a project with a good friend. Um, I'm uh, going to start traveling. Like I've, I have plans to travel, which coronavirus is holding that back a little bit. Oh, did bit. you want to go to China? I was going to go to Italy. Oh. And, uh, and um, I'm looking now like maybe not. Maybe. Oh, is that a thing? Right I don't now? know. Yeah, it's huge over there. Oh, yeah, shit. It's, it's, uh, it's all the rage. I... Hmm. I have, I get annoyed every time something like this happens. Yeah. Because yeah, it's scary to some degree. Yeah. 
and people are sick and there's been some deaths, I guess. Yeah. But it's the same shit as swine flu. It's the same as like, it's just for the most part, if you're a relatively healthy person, it seems to be, you're going to make it. It's a flu that's a little worse than the regular flu. Yeah. The way, (laughs) the way I kind of, I kind of see it as, cause, cause I think that our health system gets ahead of it, which is great. Yeah. But it's like one of those things that if a terrorist attack never happens, did like, would it have happened kind of thing? Like did the, did CSIS or the CIA or the FBI or whoever was there, did they actually just stop it from being as bad as it should have been? Right. So like, are we getting ahead of this? Like, would it have been as bad if we didn't get ahead of it? And if we just ignored it? Who knows? I mean, that's like. A, I mean, I'm not. I'm not with the World Health Organization. I'm sure there's. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but I don't know. There's so many conflicting uh, reports out there. The internet is crazy. Yeah. Like one one. It's just fear like, mongering and everything. Fine. Second website's gonna be like, you're all gonna die. I'm like, well, I don't know. I I have a bit of a cold right now. It, as you too. can hear, I do too. Oh wow. Yeah, I probably got it from you. Pro- there's a good chance. Uh, and yesterday I was like. I probably have coronavirus. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Probably don't. Yeah. Probably just a flu. Yeah. Uh, but either way, it's a virus and it'll go away. <laughs> but also maybe I'm too nonchalant about everything. I have a friend. She does not have coronavirus. But I was like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you should come to this escape room that we're doing on the weekend. And she's like, I'm locked indoors. I'm like, oh, why? She's like, well, I went to the doctor and I have a virus. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> And she's like, no, 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 it's not that. He And he was not concerned about that at all. Right. Which is so funny because she goes, um, the doctor goes, have you been in any contact with anyone that's been to China in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. No. And he just walked out. I was like, that was the only question? <laughs> like, what if somebody else around you had it? That was, yeah. that was it. That is That terrible. was the interrogation for it. I was like, have you been in contact? Maybe. Yeah, you're probably fine. Yeah. yeah. You're young. You're, you're going to survive. <laughs> So I was like, all right, well, that's... How many cases are here? Like two? I think there's six or seven in Vancouver. Yeah, confirmed. But I feel like from a, most of the symptoms from what I've looked into is yeah. just flu symptoms. We actually had to shut down production for a day. What? On, on the movie I'm shooting. Yeah. So they, uh, on la- last Friday, one of the locations that they were already shooting at, they get there the next day and the person just came back from China. And uh, they had to shut down the site for 14 days. Wow. They could not go to the site for 14 days. So they're just changing up the schedule or finding new locations? They added a new day at the end of the, oh, end, okay. of the end of the shoot but because it was just 14 days out. But Wow. Yeah, kind of freaky. How is that? He, he, he was just in uh, yeah. Australia. Dave over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the two-week turnaround on a fucking Hallmark movie, how is that timeline for you? Because they shoot fast. They shoot. They shoot super fast. Do you have time to like try things, or is it just like get in, get out? With this director, we do. Okay, it's, great. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. He, he. Uh, I've been fortunate <laughs> to work with like some good directors on Hallmarks that just love having fun. Like you get great. as long as you get to take the first like one or two times. Yeah. Then they're like, just do whatever, just mess around. We'll edit it and we'll figure it out. And fantastic. And that's kind of where I thrive anyway. Like not memorizing my lines and just going for it. No, I'm just kidding. I fully, I fully dive in. But oh, see, uh, I was excited about that. I was yeah. like, I want to work with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing today. I actually have dreams like that. Do you? Do you guys ever get dreams? Like I, that, like I don't you... remember my dreams ever. Really? Like maybe twice a year. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like maybe I just don't dream. I don't know. You guys both used to play a lot of music. You yeah. used to act, Josh, or yeah. you do act again. Yeah. You're picking it back up. Yeah. And Dave, you used to play a lot of music. Did you guys ever ever get those dreams where you like? 
you go on stage and you just completely forget what you're supposed to play. Oh, I've done that before. Like in real life, it's terrifying. In actually, yeah. Wow. I yeah, the, but not the dreams about it. No, you've had the dreams about it. Yeah, like I, I get these dreams where I get to set and they just have decided to give me another page of monologue that day, and I'm like, I don't know this. I don't, I don't know this. And then they call you to set, and I'm like, I haven't learned it yet. Can I just have time? And that's my whole dream. And it is that like a recurring nightmare? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Break it apart. Break it down. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna yeah. analyze. Break you me right down now. and then build me back up. Well, we'll see what the building back up. But yeah, <laughs> just break me down. Well, do you think like is that like an anxiety you have in general? Is people thinking you're unprepared? Uh, probably. Yeah, I don't know. This is what I'm going to therapy for now. Ooh, we'll see. How, I just started therapy. Okay, for the first time. Uh, no, I I went back in college. Okay. Um, because I was going to th- through theater school and it was terrifying. Um, but yeah, I re- restarted going back to it. I I'm such a hypocrite with therapy because I'm such a big advocate for it, but yet I've never gone. You've never gone? Not once. Uh really? I should. Um I I tend to think that like my my reading of like books and like listening to like lectures like makes me you know, like I feel like I've done the work. Yeah. But probably not. Yeah. Like yeah. I could probably see a therapist and have my world shattered. Yeah. Do you They can shatter you. Well what's the what's for the experience sure. for you? Like we don't need to get into what you're talking about, but like yeah, yeah. do you feel like, are you, like, getting raw and you leave and you feel beaten up? Or is it, like, uh, uplifting or is it neither? A little bit of both. Um, but it's it's definitely helps you think through a lot of stuff that you've b- buried in the past. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, the therapist that I go to, she's, she's definitely helping me find a lot of tools so I can help myself. Because I, I'm like you. I, I feel like I'm a pretty independent person. I'm a pretty, like put together person or right. so I thought. Yeah. Um, and, and I think like if I have the tools or if I understand what's going on, I can work through it. And that's kind of where it seems like it's going, which is really nice. Um, yeah, it just got to the point. It just got to a point where I was like, how can I get through this? I don't know. I don't know. This is like what we're talking about, about being like uninspired right now. Yeah. yeah about being uninspired, about being like, wanting to have passion for those things that I used to have passion for. Like, yeah. How um, long has this been going on now? Dude, we're going to dive in. Um, <laughs> we're going to dive Also, in. we don't have to answer. You don't have to answer anything. You don't oh, no. Do you want to, do you want to hear, uh, there's like defining moments that we yeah, discovered. Let's, let's get into it. Um, one of them was, was the five years ago with that person that I recently saw on set. Um, which is super funny because I just started going to therapy for it. And then it shows up in your life and you're like, what? It's divine intervention. This is <laughs> divine intervention. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there's that moment. There was a moment where I was back on the farm in Kelowna and we were doing some custom plowing. So working for somebody else in the middle of the mountains by Falkland, BC. Okay. And I was driving the plow in the middle of the night, no cell service or anything like that. And just had a full-on panic attack in the middle of the mountains, in the middle of nowhere. And I was just like, I just remember laying in the dirt and being like, what is life? Like, what are we doing? Um, And uh, from then on, it's just been a a struggle of like back and forth between is everything like, am I okay? No, I'm okay. What's going on? No, I'm fine. And like the ups and downs. And then yeah. finally getting to a point like in November, December where I'm like, I need to take control of this because I do not feel like the person I once was, you know, like 
even going to, I went to uh, Dear Evan Hansen the other night. Oh, wow. Which was amazing. Yeah. But didn't excite me as it usually would, hmm. which was a funny thing. I, I definitely felt that coming out. I was like, I'm inspired, but not as inspired as I should be. And I don't think it was the production because everybody else <laughs> I went with was like, that was insane. And I was like, that was insane. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I should be way more inspired. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Taking, I think it's uh, taking control and taking back um, that passion and, and, and rediscovering passion, which I think is a, a thing in your 30s is like rediscovering that passion. Dave's like, yeah, absolutely. It's 100% rediscovering what drives you? What, what yeah. gets what gets you up in the morning? You know. So have we found any answers yet? Money gets you up in the morning because you got to make money. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like at a certain point you're like, oh man, I got to start focusing on actually making money because I do want to have a family someday. Oh, and yep. I got to be responsible responsible about this. Um, so making money is is important. Um. Especially like, do you guys feel this when you grow up as a Christian? Sometimes, when you're making a lot of money, you kind of feel bad about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I haven't had that experience yet. No, <laughs> but like, are you CCC? You like start making money? And you're like, I need to like, I need to tithe this. Yeah, I need to. I need to support people with this. Like, I shouldn't be making this much money. Like, am I humble about this? I need to be humble about this. You know. Yep. Um. <laughs> then kind of uh, in the zone of realizing that's all like malarkey. Uh, oh, good word. Yeah, malarkey is a great word. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's one of them making making money and um, the goal is to like not have to worry about money, which I'm sure that everybody's like, yeah, I don't want to worry about money ever again. But I, I'm sure you never see. Don't worry about money. Well, here's the thing: is I don't, but I should. You're not thirty yet. Well, that's a th- <laughs> well, we're getting close, brother. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm recently, and by recently, I literally mean the last two weeks, like trying to get my financial life together because I don't think about it like at all. No. It's just not there. Totally. Like all, I check my bank account maybe every 12 days to make sure that I have enough money for bills. Yep. But other than that, don't think about it ever. Not once. No. And And I, therefore I'm in like, not crippling debt, but this stuff we got to pay back. Yeah. Uh, and I'm tr- I'm like, you know, I'm turning 27 next week. I should probably start getting my act together. Happy early birthday. Thanks. Oh, also come to my birthday party. Uh, oh, I will. We'll talk I about will it. There. <laughs> Maybe send me an invite. Yeah, well. <laughs> Maybe call me, guys. All right, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, that makes sense, though. Like, there's a, those thoughts that come in as you get older, and I think people that realize it younger, probably better off. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I, did you did your parents like teach you about money? Because I did not have that. Y- yes. Okay. Yes and no. Um, they they did, but I think when you leave on your own and you're making like a lot of your own money, you just do what you want with it whenever you want to yeah. do it because you're like, this is my own money. Because when you're growing up, they're like, you can't you can't get that PlayStation. Yep. Because it's not it's too much money. And you're like, I have money now. I'm gonna buy this PlayStation. I'm gonna buy whatever I want. <laughs> See, and I, you're I like, and then you're like, "Wow, Visa wants their money back. Why? Why? <laughs> Why do you want your money?" See, back? my my parents always provided when I was a kid, like yeah, 
exactly enough, right? Like we we were not poor by any means, but we were like probably lower middle class. Mm-hmm. So there's always food, always like everything was covered. Yep. But it was like, no, you can't get those clothes or you can't get that guitar or whatever. So when I was like 14, I got a job and I would just like use that money for whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. And I never yeah. stopped doing that. That's the thing. No, I think, I feel like that's all of us. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens. And then when you get to a certain point in life, you're like, I need to not spend this on everything that I want yeah. to spend it on. Like I had to buy new tires last week for my car, uh, new winter tires. And, and, uh, it was a shot, you know, it was a shot. Yeah. I was like, I can't spend this on like fun stuff. No. I have to buy like, and that happens every time you have to buy new tires for a car. So specifically, that's why it's always a surprise. You know, it's always <laughs> like, you're like, these things should have lasted longer. Yeah. And they didn't. Goddamn manufacturers. To, now I have to buy new tires and be responsible. <laughs> Shit. So circling back to this, yeah. um, plowing a field panic attack. Oh yeah. Are, are panic attacks something that's part of your life? They are not part of my life, which is funny. That was the first time I've ever had one of those. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because all I wanted to do was call my brother and my dad or my mom or something like that and I couldn't reach anybody so I was just out there freaking out yeah um, and I, I don't I haven't had another one since anxiety is a part of my life yep me too Um, as I get older I feel like the more social anxiety I have which is another weird revelation in my life because I've always been a social person yeah Um, I think I'm good at connecting people and uh, like recently in the last in the last couple of years, that scares me, like connecting with people um, and being like this stuff. I'm super anxious coming here. Oh, shit. Um, and it's probably like why we've held it off for so long, too, is like the anxiety behind like, oh, man, I have to go on there. And then people are going to listen to this. Right. And then judge me based on what I say. Well, that's the fucking weird thing. And, whenever and, someone and tells me. Hear it. No. Whenever someone tells me that they listen to the podcast, I have the mixed feelings of like. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Like, it's so great. Like, because I genuinely, yeah. m- most of my friends don't listen to this. Like, we see the numbers. People are. I just don't know who they are. Right. So once in a while, someone's like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And I have like this rush of feelings of like, oh, that's so great. And also like, just thinking about everything I've said, like talking about my sex life, talking about my like childhood trauma. I'm like, you know so much about me. How is your sex life? Uh, pretty good. Cool, man. Yeah. Me and <laughs> me and Dave are uh, just pause. Are not are doing uh, like a little no porn thing right now. Which is you're doing a no, you're not not watching porn. Yeah. Have you guys seen the um, the fight the new drug thing? No. Uh, it's awesome. It's a doc about that, right? No, fight the new drug is actually an organization. Oh, okay. And like, I think porn's a part of everybody's life, but everybody yeah. tries not to do. It. Well, some people try not to do it. And like, fight the new drug talks about the addiction to porn and mm. um, and how it affects your sex life and how it affects your love life. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is where this spawned from is like, I was, so I was talking to a buddy about this and they were talking about how like most people fantasize during sex, Weird. which is wild to me. Wow. And then I realized that I, I don't do that often, but a little. Mm. And I was and like, I feel like porn's a big reason for that. Hmm. So by cutting that out of my life, I just want to be more, pre- I'm trying to be more present in everything. Yeah. Including sex, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That, that, that makes, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, the, the fantasy thing. Yeah. And then, uh, the, like a lot of it is, is expect expectations too. Right. I feel like watching porn, people learn to expect sex from somebody. Yeah. Um, and that's just not the way love making should be. Well, you know, I'm like five years deep into a, an exclusive thing. So it's yeah. a little different on my end, but yeah. yes, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not expecting sex from anyone. <laughs> 
five years to clarify that joke that sounds like i'm not you know things are going good hi rebecca (laughs) i hope you're listening oh she does she is probably our most avid listener beautiful yeah um yes what were we talking about about? oh we're talking about panic attacks panic attacks oh anxiety yeah anxiety i think i had a panic attack last week for the first time in a very long time wow i was at uh andy schaff at, um, who's amazing who's incredible the show Saskatch- is so so good Saskatchewan boy shout out to Saskatchewan yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was already having like a weird mental health day and then me and Beck got into a bit of a fight and then that all mixed together mm-hmm. I just started spiraling during the show and then like went to the bathroom and like was hyperventilating and yeah, couldn't stop crying for like 10 minutes I'm not a doctor but that that's, that, that sounds like a panic definitely attack. is a sound <laughs> yeah definitely sounds like I calmed that. down went back out and had a great time the rest of the show it was the weirdest thing huh. yeah very odd crazy man I'm, happened, sorry, like, I'm I, sorry that happened to you well I guess it was you know it was fine like it was it sucked for a few minutes yeah but then it calmed down you got it yeah uh yeah it was a weird one I haven't had that kind of like was there like it, a, was there a trigger for it I feel like I was already like having like a bad mental health week yeah and then yeah so me and Beck were talking about this after um uh, this it was me being shitty for like about a specific thing uh what we were fighting about and I feel like I grew up around kind of like AA mentality and stuff. Okay. And the idea of like you have, I feel like it's part of the 12 step program that you have kind of a few core fears as a person. That's where most of your emotions come from. Mm -hmm. And for me, a big one is like feeling like I'm letting people down. Oh, that's probably the biggest thing of me as a person. Like uh, Dave, my other business partner and Beck are the people that like, I feel like, can attest to that is if I feel like I'm letting someone down, I just shut down for like a day or two. I hundred percent. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. So like already being like very anxious and like a little depressed and then having that situation, that's like affirming you are letting this person down. Okay. Just like sent me for a little spiral. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's fine. Like it's fine it's now. Good I'm, realization I, though. Yeah. And I mean like I'm sure you See, this is why I figured out therapy read, because, because read I a book can figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's helped beyond therapy? What's that? Um, I have a friend that is in the same kind of boat as me, same kind of age. Um, but he's married, has kids. He, uh, is pretty successful at what he does, but feels the same about pat like same passion as, as me. And we, we started meeting for dinners, like, or lunches. We call them dinners sometimes in Manitoba, but they're lunches, <laughs> um, lunches like once a week where we just talk about how crappy we feel. Yeah. Because it's hard sometimes to talk about how crappy you feel with a friend that you might like when, when they see you ever, everything like they see you as everything's going great. They're yep. like, you have a business, you're booking stuff. Yep. Why complain? He's like making videos and movies and all kinds of stuff. And when he complains to friends, everybody's like, dude, why are you complaining? Like you have yep. nothing to complain about. You have a kid on the way, like you're doing great. And, um, we just get to talk about like that and not be judged. So that's probably helping you beyond well, therapy. But I would encourage you still to go to oh, therapy. Oh, th- you know what? It's I used to joke about this a lot that like I was too anxious to go to the doctor for anxiety, <laughs> and I I feel that way a little bit about therapy. Is like yeah. I uh, just thinking about booking it stresses me out too much. So that I don't know. I honestly same thing for like okay. months. I yeah. talked to this therapist, one of my friends, my one of my closest friends. She set me up with this therapist back in October. Cause I was like, ah, I should probably deal with this. And I talked to the therapist like via text for a while about setting up an appointment. And then when it came time to set up the appointment, I was like, I feel fine. I don't need to book this. Like <laughs> I'm going to be fine. I'll figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. So 
like by just no by it, no Josh. means do I feel like I have bipolar, but I do have these like ups and downs, like oh, yeah. mild, you know, what could be described as like mild mania for a bit, but not not quite to that level, you know. I think it's just called being an artist. Well, sure, yeah, I, but I, again, I I'm not equating like, it to like bipolar, but like those, you know, those, those ups and downs, and I yeah. always feel that way. It's like I'm like everything's awful, like I need help. And then two days later, I'm like, no, things are fucking great. I'm killing it. Like, why would I need two, help? Two, two hours later. Yeah. It's like that. It's like you wake up in the morning, like, everything's great. Noon. Oh, my God. <laughs> two o'clock rolls around. You're like, it's a pretty good day. Yeah. Somebody's things like, how was your day? And you're like, I think I had a great day. <laughs> I think I had, like, cut back to three hours ago. You're like yeah. on the floor crying. Oh, yeah. Can't breathe. Yeah. No, no, it was a pretty good day. Yeah. It all shaped up. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's cut back to Andy Shaw for a second. Yeah. Andy Shaw. So that's another thing that I used to be super passionate about. It's just going Andy to little, Shaw. Li- oh, okay. Andy Shaw. But like show little shows like that, like little yeah. music shows and finding that. Like I got to see Andy Shaw, well, back in Saskatchewan when he was right. nothing. But then in Calgary at a house party, there was like 15 of us sitting on the floor listening to him play, Beautiful. which was amazing. We used to go to shows like that all the time. Like at the Marquee Room in Calgary, we saw Dan Mangan. We sat on the floor. There were like 35 people. Stars was there, Obaju, things like that. Used to love doing that. Yeah. Don't right now. It's weird. I want to go to them so much. And I don't know if it's the anxiety of having to actually go to it. Yep. Or just the not, not being excited to see them. But when I go see them, I'm like, that was, that was fine. Huh. I survived. It's like going to Dear Evan Hansen. I was like, I survived that moment. I did it. What is the... Is it just like a general dread or is there, are you thinking through like this could happen, this could happen, this could happen? Yeah, that. Okay. Both maybe. Wow. Um, depends. Depends. But a lot of time it's like this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. See, I feel like my anxiety is so much more generalized. Like I don't, yeah. I'm not having these like fears of what could happen. Yeah. Just thinking about doing a thing like makes my tight, my chest tight. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to be more specific with your anxiety then. Yeah. You got to get like really down. <laughs> you got to really hash that out, you know? Yeah. Just really go down that rabbit yeah, hole yeah, and see yeah. where it takes you. got to work harder on your anxiety. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's one of those things. But he's a fantastic artist. Oh, so and, good. Uh, and he sold out the Commodore, which is fucking huge. Seriously? Yeah. Good for him, man. Right? Good for him. I love, more than I love the like, this guy came out of nowhere stories. I love the like, just building just this slowly slogged yeah slogged for years yeah and now yeah. he's crushing it's so exciting that's amazing yeah what was he i saw him on uh kimmel right kimmel? was it kimmel yeah, was i think it was kimmel yeah that was a pretty good show yeah pretty good little thing so so yeah let's you know let's go from from mental health to, to spirituality what's going on in that one <laughs> that yeah um well, where do we want to where do we want to go from? Um, where well, start the basics. You grew up real evangelical, very evangelical. Um, I loved I loved Jesus. Are we talking like a PAOC kind of thing? Like yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Me too. Um, very charismatic. Yeah, super charismatic. People were falling down left, right, and center. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, just oh, God. Yes. Lots of speaking in tongues. Oh, everybody's. Oh yeah. Should about a Hyundai. Should about a Hyundai. But yeah, so we went from that. And was that through college and even somewhat when I moved to Vancouver. Um, and I think I started getting a distaste for it in in college. And right. not a distaste for the religion, yeah. but a distaste for the people in the religion. Um, 
Um, and I think that stems from some stuff that happened with my brother and that stems from just actually digging into the text and realizing that we don't actually follow it at all. <laughs> yeah. Like we're like, <laughs> like the perfect example is, is, you know, Jesus is like, love everybody. And then we're like, don't be gay. Love everyone that's like us. Cool. <laughs> exactly, got it. Exactly. Like, so, um, so actually digging into that text, um, you know, I think I moved from, from a point of being like, we got to speak in tongues and we got to heal everybody and like, and converting people is loving them, you know, yeah. like making sure they're going to heaven is loving them to actually just trying to figure out how to love my neighbor as myself and love God. Yep. Um, and that's kind of moved into a space where it's like, how do I love people? Um, how do I show that love to people? And how do I love God and and what is God? <laughs> who That is the big question. Who is God? Yeah. Um and you know, I think one of the reasons I've I've stuck with my faith is a church that I started attending and a couple of the pastors there that just completely opened it up to being able to question that stuff. I and, think I know it the church right over there, yeah. Yes, our yeah. artisan. Yeah. Um um you know, one of the big things was like you're allowed to question whether you believe you're allowed to yeah. ask the hard questions of, uh, like, why does God let shitty stuff happen? Um, yeah. is it okay to argue that with God to be like, why are you letting this happen? God, are you awful? Yeah. Stop being awful. And, and you're like, you're allowed to ask those questions. And, um, that's why I kind of stick with it is, is like, you know, I want to, I want to search for that. Even if I don't find anything at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. Um, I think that I will have a better life lived if I search for it and, and search for it. Like this, like the verse says, search for it with all my heart. Yeah. Um, rather than just go like, well, screw it. Yeah. It's um, all, it's all babies and bathwater. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I've thrown out more of the kind of traditions than you have in the yeah. ritual, but yeah. I, by no means, Wow, we're getting real stuffy again. Yeah. Uh, I by no means would like say none of it's true, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it's. I would say like most of the stories I don't believe anymore um, just because science. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like Noah's Ark. Um, there's no way like that you How could dare you? There was a land animals. bridge. Exactly. <laughs> right. So you're like, I don't know. Yeah. The world in seven days. Probably not. Probably not. Um, but I can fully buy into the fact that like it is a it's a story or maybe even like a poem. Yeah. That's just like showing how much God loved the world to be like, I'm gonna let this like I'm gonna create this into existence and let it form. I can buy into that. Yeah. Sure. I can buy into that. And then um the whole idea of Jesus and, and that being like God coming to God coming to Earth, um, I kind of equate to, you know, uh, have you ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon? <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay, you played Roller Coaster Tycoon, Dave. I had it for PC no? back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Roller Coaster Tycoon is a game where you literally build a theme park. I love theme parks. One of my goals in life is to like like to own a theme park or like own a water park or something. Oh, a water park would be so Water fun. park would be amazing. Yeah. Shut it down after hours and go down all the slides with tubes. Dude. All of them. The Way Way Back, beyond just being a great movie, is made me want to work at a water park. Right? Yeah. 
I just want to be Sam Rockwell in that movie. Sam Rockwell could make me want to work at any place. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he would do anything, and I'd be like, I want to work there. Yeah. So, Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's a game where you build a, a theme park. I equate that to being like, you're God, and you're building a world. And in the game, you can like step into God mode, essentially, and become a person and go ride your rides and, and experience the theme park. And uh, I'm, I'm like, okay, it makes sense if you're God that you're going to maybe step into it and show people how to live in your theme park because they're not doing it right. And so I'm like, okay, that I can buy into that. I can buy into that if he's, he's coming down he's like, or he or she or whatever is up there is like coming down and be like, I'm going to show you how to live. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going yeah. li- to I'm going to live like you. Okay. I fuck with I, that. I can buy into that. Yeah. Um, whether I do buy into it depends on the day of the week. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I by no means subscribe to like Baha- the Baha'i faith, but I fuck yeah. with the idea of, you know, there's been whatever, five, ten very influential spiritual people sure. in the in the short human history. Mm-hmm. Probably all of them were had something going on. They all have similar messages. Yeah. But I don't know that I would call any of them the son of God. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's that's totally cool. Like they all had to be inspired by something somewhere, potentially, or they yeah. were all absolute lunatics that or we just all think a were little really woke, cool. you yeah. know, like, yeah, a little woke, <laughs> or like overwoke, like you oh, know those like, overwoke people oh, that you're like, hella dude, woke. just stop, you're so woke, yeah, and just, just be a little less, take it, woke. just turn the wokeness down, <laughs> turn the wokeness down, Jesus, turn your wokeness down. Oh, oh it's such a good episode. Yeah. It's not an eye, it's just like a third way. Yeah. It's like it's not it's not religion and it's not not believing, but it's like this third way of awakening. Yeah, the whole like the whole idea of like third way thinking is very Richard Rohr. Yeah, I'm all about it. Like non resistance in spirituality. Then he they do like it's related to that third eye thinking that mystics used to have and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're moving into like a really cool time in the world where that I think I think that's where we're going. We're going like there's even though we're dividing so far, there's one side of people that are like, we want to love everybody. And the other side of people is like, we love the way things were. And everybody else is like, no, it's really cool to see. Like it's even in even in businesses, you know, that that triple bottom line. Yeah. That that is there now. It's not just about profits. About it's about helping people in the environment and still making profits. And and that's yeah. I think that's happening across the world. Not just in young people anymore. I see it happening in like even my parents that raised me in this really conservative space are becoming more open to the idea of like yeah. You know what? Maybe it is just really about loving people. I and, love and that. Like softening to that. Yeah. Softening. That's a very Christian Christianese word. You know. <laughs> Soften your heart to this. And I think there is, I totally think there is, regardless of whether you have a faith or you don't have a faith or anything like that, there's totally a softening and a different way of, of people living now, like people living and loving, which is, which is dope. It is exciting. Very exciting. We live in an an exciting time. I I get so rattled when I hear people with like the jargon of like, this is the scariest time to be alive. I'm like, no, no, it's the best time there's ever been. Absolutely. It's the best time. Yeah. It's it's the scariest to us because because we're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Passion and proximity, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I mean the fact that we're recording this on a, on a laptop, right? Sitting in an apartment here right now is pretty exciting. It's wild, yeah. Yeah, and this can be shared. This can be literally shared across the world. And in like the next few hours, we'll know if Bernie Sanders is the Democratic leader. And did you guys start? Have you been following that? Yeah. Yeah. Not. uh, He he'll get California. Yeah. uh, Biden. Biden. He's giving him a lot of money. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. As of the time that we were we started recording, Biden's in the lead. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. 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 I I don't know how I. Just American elections, man. Just I just. It's crazy how states have cultures. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no. It's the same in Canada though. I mean where I grew up is is basically we're we're basically the south. Yeah, we're the Bible belt, right? Yeah. So we are like my town is staunchly conservative. Um it probably will never change. And uh it's hashtag Alberta Strong in Manitoba. Wow. That's that's what it is. But that that that's a, a culture and, and I understand it. Like I understand the idea of people feeling left out. Yeah. Because growing up in it, you do kind of feel segregated from the rest of Canada. Um, you're not Toronto. You're not the West Coast. You don't have enough people to actually make a difference in the country. So you kind of just get looked over. Yeah. Everything that you do, you know, like and people and then people tell you how you can live. You know, like the Canadian wheat board was a big thing. So let's go back to where I was talking about making um, added value products from the farm. Yeah, that's going to do it. So the Canadian wheat board was formed in Canada back uh, when farms were small and they needed to unionize something so that our farmers could get a proper price for their grain, which made sense at the time. You know, farmers were smaller, so they could sell it just directly to the Canadian wheat board. Then the wheat board would put it in bigger shipments and then sell it overseas and make the money. Through time, farms got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but you still legally had to sell your grain, even though you could market it yourself across the world. Yeah. If you wanted to, like you weren't allowed to. Wow. You weren't allowed to sell your wheat, specifically your wheat, over to somebody else. So if we wanted to sell our wheat overseas, we'd have to sell it to the wheat board. If we wanted to make a pasta from our own wheat that we grew, we would have to sell it to the wheat board and then buy it back at fair market price. Wow. And that was something that the government told us that we had to do. So when they took that out, when at the time the conservative government got in, which was I think was Harper at the time, took that out because he was like, he saw that this was happening. And all the farmers loved it because they were like, now we can sell our grain wherever we want for a better price so we can lock in you know, better prices for our families and for our futures, which was great. And that was a big thing that like NDP and liberals were trying to put back in because they didn't understand it. But we didn't have enough people to like fight back against that. So, so I get, I get the, the idea of it and I get why they feel like that. Um, I just think that, uh, it's unwarranted at some times, like some points, there has to be a better dialogue. There has to be somebody that understands it's like, it's like trying to fix when people fix stuff in Canada, they fix it for the majority of the populations and then just try to throw it over as a blanket across <laughs> yeah. Canada. But like everything is different. It's like trying to fix indigenous problems across Canada with like putting in one policy. Yep. What works on the West coast does not work on the East coast or in the center of Canada. Um, like what works for Dave doesn't work for me. What doesn't work for Josh kind of thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I get it. Um, I think it's ridiculous. 
because we are a good country when we all come together. Same with America when they all like work together. Um, there needs to be a better discussion of <laughs> ideas rather than just like fighting each other and then canceling each other and then calling each other names. Yeah, but, we're uh, not great at like bipartisanship right now. No, we're not. We're not yeah. great at having conversations because we just like to, uh, if somebody uses a fact to prove the other person wrong, the other person just gets upset and walks away. Yep. And you're just like, well, okay, let's, <laughs> let's just cancel each other then and not talk, um, which is, which is pretty frustrating, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in the primaries tonight. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it in the intro. It'll be great. Yeah. 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 Well, dude, before we wrap up, okay. Anything you want to plug? Anything you got going on right now? Um, we got a Hallmark going on. Ooh. Um, me and you and Dave are starting a band. We are. Yeah. yeah. It's also going to do some nude photo shoots. It's called Menda Boys. Ooh. Menda Boys. And, I like that. Uh, um, no, I mean, I could plug Fresh Freshfield. Yeah. I mean, I've been meaning to post about that. Nobody knows where I've been for like the last five years. It was weird coming back to Vancouver for the first time because I felt like everything changed. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like I my kind of life in the like indie film whatever world started like two, three years ago. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a year ago, People started talking about this Mac guy. I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Why does everyone know him? Where, who is he? I was gone. It felt gone. like everybody changed and all my like yeah. other friends moved away or I just lost touch with people and I came back and it was like, where is where is everybody? What's going on? So um, any friends that are listening to this, I am back in the city and I've been That's working great. on this project that is a business that is a vegan supplement company, um, which is awesome. So you should check out Freshfield because cool. it's really cool. Is it buy through the website or through Amazon? You don't have to buy it. Just check it out. Cool. Just check it. But wow. maybe buy it. But, yeah, but just cool. check it out. Check it out through the website, freshfieldnaturals.com. Discount um, code Josh and Dave. Discount code Josh and Dave. It'll get you 20% <laughs> off of nothing. And it'll just say, uh, um, you can message me for a discount code. But uh, yeah, no. Check out the hallmarks that I'm in. And, and if you want to connect, I'm always down for a coffee. Love it. People at Inner City. Yeah. I, would, I love to just connect and catch up with people. You're good at it. And I'm always down for a coffee because yeah. I'm always tired. Love it. Yeah. Cool, man. Where can people find you online? Do you have any, like, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of Matt shit? Matt 8. There we go. On Instagram, Twitter. Okay. So I'm happy you said Matt, your last name. Matt Mazur 8. Okay. What the fuck? What is your last name? It's, it's, Ma- I could, okay. So I go by Mazur. Yeah. That's what that's, I've always called that's you. That's what we said in Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Yeah. But I have Mazur family in BC and they always go by Mazur. Oh. So I like Mazur. Yeah. Most of my friends call me just Mazur. Yeah. Um, so call me Mazur. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, thanks for coming out. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. What a good talk. Yeah. It was great. Bye. Bye.